Welcome, everyone. Today is April 17, 2020, and we're going to have another one of our past, a podcast. It is a pretty extensive one. We're going to cover uh, a whole various, at least six items today. So I'm going to let Dryden go over the agenda. Sure. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, thank you for dialing in. Uh, I do remind you that we will be uh, pushing out a recording of this, and uh, you are welcome to. As a matter of fact, we suggest that you forward the recording of the podcast to friends or neighbors or family members who uh, might find it of interest. Um, the agenda today is I'm going to cover the virus. We'll talk about uh, the, the key elements to opening the country, some stuff about the markets and the economy, uh, our, our opinion of you know, whether or not the market's on sale, um, and talk about new portfolios that we're looking at, actions that we're, we're taking. So um, we'll go through this. And again, if you find this of, of value, please forward it to friends and family. Okay, Dryden, well, like we always start these podcasts, what is the update now on the virus? Sure. Um, yeah, as I talked about this all the way through, this is really all about time. So the United States is currently in day 44 of its progression on the coronavirus. It's 44 uh, days since the time we had our first 100 cases um, a little, little less than that on the government national emergency, 36 days since we declared a national emergency. And as we've said in the beginning, this is about a 60 to 90 day process uh, that, that you pretty much have to go through. The virus is the virus is the virus, and we're not going to speed it up uh, or change its trajectory too much. So when you think about China, they are at day 87 and they have pretty much recovered. They're moving very quickly back to a normalized uh, set of circumstances, uh, not only in Wuhan and Hubei, but throughout the entire country. So China's kind of back up and running. It's the world's second largest economy. We've got some actions we're taking with regard to that I'll cover later. But if you think about it, China's at day 87, uh, South Korea's at day 57, uh, Iran's at day 50, Germany's at day 41, uh, Spain's at day 40, um, and, and the U.S. is at day 44. And we have yet to hit that moment where everybody can clearly say, uh, yes, we've peaked and we're headed uh, in the other direction, but it is true that it looks like we're getting fewer new cases in New York and we're recovering uh, over 4,000 uh, people a day. So we're beginning to see the trend in the United States start to occur, we're nowhere near the crossover point yet, but start to occur where you're seeing uh, fewer and fewer people be, being sick in, in New York area and then more and more people recovering. Now the United States is going to have a characteristically, a little bit different set of experiences because we're just so darn large and the virus is going to really uh, move throughout the country at very at various uh, speeds. So. While we won't be able to be exactly mirroring maybe what's happened in China or maybe mirror, uh, mirroring exactly what's happened in South Korea, you still will be able to track this kind of on a day-by-day -day basis, and that makes a big difference. The good news is the overall morbidity uh, of the virus and the death rate is lower than what they thought it would be. 
Um, so that's good. It's certainly tragic for uh, anybody who's been sick or family members, and there's been enough uh, unfortunate uh, cases of death in this country that everybody probably knows somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody um, who's, who's had tragedy due to this. But the current set of circumstances is not as bad as was projected, and that's leading us to some very favorable activities moving forward. Um, and so in that case, now the president has talked uh, very specifically about how we're going to begin to open the economy. The debate now has changed. It's no longer how bad does it get but rather how soon do we reopen. And Layla, I think you've got some stuff to talk about with regard to the new criteria that the, uh, the president has put out. Yeah, so it's called Opening Up America Again, and there's new guidelines. There's basically three phases that must occur before the countries open up again. And they call it gating criteria. So first of all, before each phase, you have to have downward trajectory of the COVID-like syndrome over a 14-day period. Then you have to have downward trajectory of documented cases or positive tests over a 14-day period. Hospitals need to be able to treat all patients without crisis care and robust testing programs for health workers. So that has to continue. So before each gate, before each phase, things have to get better. Once they're able, they, they do that, then phase one basically says that all vulnerable individuals continue to shelter in place, basically older people and so forth. But, and schools and bars are staying closed. However, you, you can have large venues like restaurants, movie theaters can operate under strict physical distancing protocols. Gyms can open if they adhere to physical distancing and sanitation protocols. Uh, elective surgeries are okay. Most of all, I think hairs and nails will be okay at that time. I can't wait for that. <laughs> now, phase two, again, if things get better and we don't have a recurrence of higher numbers, then they can go into phase two. Once you're in phase two, then you can have social distancing in groups of less than 50, whereas phase one is groups less than 10. Phase two is groups less than 50. You can have non-essential travel can resume, and employers can, can still have telework if they want to. Most of all, schools can reopen. Visits to senior centers and hospitals should still be prohibited. And then large venues like restaurants, movie theaters can operate under moderate, moderate physical distancing protocols. Bars can open, but diminished standing room occupancy. So they open phase two, things get better, now phase three, then you're gonna have, but still really with no vaccine or anything, you're still gonna have the vulnerable people still are gonna have some restrictions, but you can have, at that point, you can still uh, visit the senior centers can resume, large venues can resume, uh, they can operate under some physical distancing and bars can open with increased standing room occupancy. So we do have a plan. The most important thing is based on that, on these, Opening America guidelines, we estimate there's 29 states that can potentially open within the next couple of weeks, a couple of weeks under phase one. And that's the exciting thing. 29 states can do that. So we're, 
we're, we're within two weeks. I don't think California is there yet. I think California is going to be maybe four weeks. But at least there's 29 states that can, based on these criteria right now, that could potentially open very soon. So with that, a lot of you, our clients and our friends, are asking, so, you know, things in the economy are still quite bad because I just talked about it. Things are still closed. But the market has been recovering. So what's the disconnect, Dryden? Sure. <clears throat> Let me cover a couple of things here. First of all, as you brought up, uh, the reopening of the country, as I walked through the dates and times and stuff of, of looking at, at countries all over the world, we see this same variable speed recovery occurring throughout the nation. Uh, a little more detail on what you talked about. You know, Texas is probably going to publish their criteria for opening here pretty quick. Uh, that's the second largest economy in the country. It's bigger than most of the economies uh, of many other countries. And then you have uh, the Midwest, Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana, and Kentucky have all agreed to open at the same time. And Mike DeWine of, of Ohio, who's kind of leading this charge, is really putting a stake in the ground so far at May 1. And so one of the things to recognize is while you have New York and California and the West Coast is thinking about much later dates, you have the big center part of the country thinking about opening very, very quickly, meeting the criteria very, very quickly. So you have a very large swath of our economy opening up faster than New York or, uh, or California. And that's important. So that affects the market. It affects the market because the, the realizing that we're going to have a variable speed recovery, uh, some states faster than others, some areas faster than others, some constrictions faster than others. But the most important thing to recognize is that the markets are an advanced pricing mechanism. They anticipate bad before bad gets here, and they anticipate good before good gets here. So if you remember when the market went down a lot uh, on the 23rd of March, that was at a time the market was anticipating <clears throat> estimates of a million people dying, uh, a very horrible set of circumstances. And now as reality has come back, the market has, has recovered quickly. And even though the economy is not fully recovered, two big things have happened. One, you're beginning to see big parts of the economy get ready to launch. And you're also seeing a tremendous amount of stimulus being poured into the economy. And, and people should not forget $2.1 trillion, which is what they put in already, uh, is is you know really 10% of the economy. They're talking about adding another uh, 250 billion because we've kind of gone through that. But globally, you're also looking at 7.2 trillion dollars, where you have uh, I won't call it synchronized, but simultaneous stimulus going on throughout the world. So the market's looking at this, and and, and as a as a forward pricing mechanism is going like, okay, we can see through this and see to the other side. And that's why the market has, has bounced off of that very horrible set of dates. And then now we have to look forward to what do we do for the recovery? Now, we're still uh, 10 or 11% below uh, where we were, but uh, the point is, is now what do we do? And then how does this new stimulus get priced in going forward? Uh, so that's why there's this disconnect. And the, the, the markets seem to be a little more positive than the real economy, but the real economy is going to catch up. Very good. Very good. So uh, in anticipation of that, we have done 
some amazing new things. You know, uh, as the market recovered, one of the things why our portfolios have done substantially better than the market is that all along, we've never had a lot of the cyclical stocks out there. We never had the hospitality, the, the airlines, the cruise lines, all those things. We just never had that. That was just never our philosophy. Also, because we have always been stock pickers of business. We all look at businesses by businesses as opposed to just indexes and ETFs. We avoided a lot of the bad things out there, and consequently, our portfolios have done so much better. But now, we're very excited that we've been working very, very hard this last week or so in coming up with this new portfolio that we're excited to tell you about. It is called the COVID Recovery Portfolio. We are in the process of building it right now. We should have it to be put into your portfolio sometime next week. But basically, we sat down and said, you know, all those, all those companies and all those businesses that are doing so bad now that we, would, we never touched in the first place, maybe it's time now to actually look at them. So we looked at about 250 companies, and we came out with 36 companies, and we're putting them in this portfolio. It's a, it's a unit investment trust, and it's going to have things like airlines, cruise lines, hospitality, um, restaurants, all the things that are down substantially because they are really are totally shut down. There's many biz businesses that are shut down, but they're still doing business. But those particular industries are totally shut down. Look at the cruise lines and airlines. There's like, you know, they're lucky if they have 10%. So a lot of these a lot of these stocks are going to take longer to recover, but this is the time to look at them now. So we're excited that you're going to have this portfolio and you, you're going to start seeing it in your account sometime next week. And depending what how your objective of your portfolio and how much cash we have in a portfolio and so on, that will depend how much you have in the portfolio. Let me, <clears throat> let me talk about this in a little greater detail. You know, again, what we've done is we've looked at, you have to look to the other side of this. One thing, we, a couple of things we know, it's going to recover. The economy is going to recover. The nation is going to recover. The world is going to recover, albeit at variable speeds. And certain sectors and industries recover at different speeds as well as we get back to moving. So going through and trying to pick those, uh, that, the group of companies uh, as human behavior begins to, to return, we're going to be in well positioned to pick up a lot of companies at a bargain. But let me be very clear. This is, this is a grouping of companies. It's a very small uh, proportion of a portfolio, generally 3 to 5% uh, that we will begin to use because we think that you get opportunities only ever so often. And what we've seen, uh, you know, back in the, the big crisis that we had back in 2009 uh, was the opportunity of a decade to buy companies that were on sale. And we ne negotiated that and did that quite well. And so we now see a big opportunity in some of the companies now. And we have to be patient. You have to be wise about which ones you're buying, and not all, not all of them are made the same. Some are going to have more trouble than others. But as we get back to the existence of human demand, these companies are going to recover. So we're trying to be a little opportunistic here. And what's very important for everybody to realize is as you think about what's happened to us, 
This has been kind of like a, a natural disaster that didn't destroy any infrastructure. So people get back to where, that, you know, in natural disaster, people get back to things fairly quickly afterwards, as long as there's not a big destruction of, of, of infrastructure. This isn't Katrina, right? It's just we've stopped everything for a little while, but all the buildings are in place, all the infrastructure is in place. So we're going to recover fairly quickly. So we've identified the companies that we believe will have a fundamental recovery um, coming out of this. It's different than the companies we normally invest in. They've done very well throughout this, and you've seen that in your accounts. But this is an opportunity to reach out and be a little opportunistic on the companies that have been uh, heavily affected by this that we think have a good position to, to bounce back. Some of them bounce back a lot already, but you have to remember they're recovering, and now we add another $2 trillion of stimulus on the economy. We think over the next two years, these companies have the opportunity to recover and then do exceedingly well. So this is a, one of these portfolios. you got a, these pieces that you can think about. Yeah, it's about a two-year time horizon. Um, but we're excited about it. I think it's an opportunity for us to take this difficulty that we've had and begin to profit from it. We are very excited about it. Um, we've been working very hard to, to come up with just the right companies that are going to make it through this because some of these may not. So we wanted to make sure that as best as possible to pick those companies, and that's why we, we had very strict guidelines in coming up with this portfolio. We are definitely excited about it. But this is coming up next week. I want to talk about some of the actions we already are doing and have done, and then after that, I'm going to go over some of the actions I think many of you should do. So, Dryden, can you tell us what some of the actions that we've done this week in some of the portfolios? Well, again, I've talked about this team, this theory of time and stuff. And as you know, we have not had a lot of foreign exposure in our portfolios for the last several years. Uh, and that's served us quite well. Uh, but what we've done now is we've recognized the virus is the virus is the virus. It affects uh, economies along a calendar. So we can take a look at the economies in the countries like China that has recovered already uh, and is ahead of us in this, vi in this virus recovery, and we can say, are there a couple of companies there, are there a couple of behaviors there, are a couple of things that they do in China that are already recovering, and we can take advantage uh, of them because, you know, they had the same experience with their market that we did. So we did uh, in the last week, uh, for the first time in a while, we, we, we acquired a basket of companies that are Internet and shopping and those online things, those the companies, the style of companies that we like here in the United States, and we've acquired an Internet basket of those that are in China. And this is, again, a small portion of the portfolios, but it allows us to begin to take advantage of the recovery globally. And what you're going to see over the next year is that as the virus progresses and affects various economies around the world in a fairly predictable pattern, we're going to begin to try to take advantage of that pattern. You can pretty much read this thing like a roadmap or a calendar and begin to understand how this is going to work. And so from time to time, we're going to take advantage uh, of that in the portfolios. Uh, again, uh, you know, being very careful not to go overboard, but also trying to be very wise to appropriately place capital uh, where uh, it, can, it can do the best. 
and we're still dollar cost averaging in. And so now some of the actions that we really would like you to consider, um, some, very similar to what we've been talking about, but more than ever, this is a time to maybe dollar cost average into your portfolio. If you have dollars that are sitting around in the bank that you may not be needing, or if you are um, sometime this year are going to make a retirement contribution, either an IRA or a SEP or a 401k or a pension contribution that you may not need to make till September, consider doing it now while stocks are still on sale. You know, if you, this is a time to really be adding you, to your portfolio because this is a time that we want to take the opportunities that are available today. And as you know, when we have dollars in, we don't just take it and invest it all at once, not in our main SAM accounts. Now, some, some of the other portfolios we have, those are invested sooner, but in, in the main accounts, we definitely dollar cost averaging. So consider that as you think about where, what dollars are you going to add anyway, you might as well add them sooner. And then if you are 70 and a half and would have been required to take a required minimum distribution, as you know, under the new CARE Act, you are not required to take any kind of R&D this year. So if you have not told us already, please let us know that maybe you don't want to take it this year and save all the tax. And then if you have taken a required minimum within the last 60 days, you have the ability to roll it back into your IRA account and avoid paying taxes on it. So please consider that. We did send out an email and a letter to all those who are uh, 70 and a half talking about this, but time is of essence if you do have, if you've already taken your RMDs and want to return it, this is the time to do it now. And then I do think more than ever, the Roth conversion, Roth conversion, Roth conversion, this is a time where you can convert monies in your IRAs at lower prices, have it grow as the market recovered in your Roth and have all that growth being tax-free. Now, it does cost money. It's going to cost you some tax dollars, but that may be a good investment is to pay some taxes now and have that money grow tax-free for the rest of your life and for your heirs. Because as you know, with the SECURE Act that passed last December, the heirs only have 10 years to take that money out after you pass. So consider Roth conversion if you have not done so. I can tell you that a lot of our clients, I've been so proud of them. They do act on some of these recommendations, and we have been getting calls, and people have been listening and acting, and this is why we recommend that if you have friends and relatives who are investing somewhere else, you may want to just send them our, our podcast, whether they call us or do it with, with their own advisor. This is really good uh, information. I know Forbes just called me today. They want me to go through this with some, some of the other advisors in this country just to get them to do the right thing for their clients because we're, we're very proud of what we do here as a team, really being here for you and, and, and answering your questions and doing the right thing, taking, you know, taking, I guess, a lemon and making lemonade out of it. So, uh, Dryden, do you want to uh, close this session for me? Sure. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, but let me, let me sum it all up, is that, you know, as we've said many, many times, we have to take advantage of volatility and not be its victim. We are in a set of circumstances where we've come through a period of volatility. Volatility is going to continue. This is, you know, we're not totally out of the woods yet, 
But I think that the key thing is the discussion has changed from how bad is this going to get to when is, when is this going to be over. And that's psychologically a very important change. And we're beginning to see uh, the country, uh, our nation, and states begin to move uh, towards recovery. And that's going to be good for the economy. It's going to be good for the markets. Again, we need to take advantage of volatility, not be its victim, uh, but recognize that now we can begin to see uh, light at the end of the tunnel, uh, and, and that's a positive thing for all of us. So uh, we, I, I'm still doing the videos. You can see some of the uh, slides. Those were posted yesterday. But the important thing to remember is that we're here to help you. Uh, we're here to help your friends. And anything that we can do, let us know. Uh, but the important thing is, is there's light at the end of this tunnel. And make sure that you keep healthy, you stay healthy, uh, practice social distancing, and recognize that uh, we're going to get through this and we're going to continue to move forward. So thank you very, very much. We appreciate your time. Uh, Layla, do you have any closing comments? Have a great weekend. And call us, email us with any questions, anything that we can do for you. Thank you so much for your trust and confidence in us. Thank you, Layla and Giant. Now for some important disclosures. The opinions, voices, and material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Historical performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be investigated directly. The economic forecast set forth may not develop as predicted and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Pencil Management does not provide legal and or tax advisor services. Please consult your legal and or tax advisor regarding your specific situation. LPL Financial and Pencil Management are separate entities. Security and advisory services offered through LPL Financial or registered investment advisor member FINRA, SCIC. Thank you again. Have a great day.